0: Hello and welcome to another special, very special episode of My Arundel Biz Podcast from beautiful West River in South Anne Arundel County. I'm Grayson Orfe.
1: And I am Rosa Cruz. And as we are in the holiday season, we're going to be talking about holiday shopping and holiday decor. And I am here for all of that. So very excited to be here.
2: And I'm Steve Adams, also a member of the AAEDC team. Uh, and joining us today is Gary Palmer, the owner of the very popular Holiday Memories Farm. So Gary, welcome to the podcast. And uh, to kick things off, could you just tell us a little bit about the farm and you know, where the name came from and
3: how long you've been here? Well, first and foremost, thank you for coming out and visiting today. This is an opportunity for our family to share our farm with the greater community at large. Uh, The local folks know us, but we feel that there's a greater audience we can reach, both here in Anne Arundel County and the surrounding jurisdictions. So we uh, have an open door. We like for people to come visit our farm when we're open. And we think it's a great opportunity if you haven't visited a farm to take a few hours and just see what our county has to offer. Um, Talking about farming, well, I guess you want to know how I got into this, right? right? Yep. Well, it starts as a little boy. Well, no. Actually, it does start as a little boy. Um, I spent time on a farm when I was young. My uncle and my other uncle both had farms in Southern Maryland. And back then, it was a little bit different in that they farmed because it helped put food on the table. Mm-hmm. They, um, they were in jobs that there weren't a lot of benefits. Uh, one worked construction, so he didn't have a lot of time off. The other was actually a waterman. And so they had big farms, not big farms, but they did have big gardens. And the gardens literally would carry the family through the winter. I mean, they used um, the fresh produce. They had cold crops for Mm -hmm. the cold weather. And that was a way that a lot of people helped survive. I mean, it's been done that way for generations and generations. um, And we're trying to get back to that now with our farm. But I always enjoyed it. It was something I didn't mind the heat. I didn't mind the cold, Mm -hmm. I didn't mind the bugs. And it was something that I wanted to do, but sometimes life tells us we have to take different paths. So my initial path was not farming. Um, So that passion, that desire was always here. And when I turned 50, I said, I don't wanna leave any of these boxes unchecked. And it's something I wanted to do. So farming's not just for young, it can be for people that are retired it, you know, we welcome everyone to the farming community. So whatever your background is, whatever your age is, we welcome you into our community and we're here to help you.
0: Now, quick question. Um, is farming your soul? Um, is, is it your sole profession? No,
3: it's not. And that brings up a good point. It's not because it's still hard on a smaller scale to be economically sustainable. So for a lot of us, it's um, It's a part time. Matter of fact, if you look at USDA statistics, I believe the number is only two and a half percent for full time farmers in the United States. And of course, if you look over census records, things like that, et cetera, that's grown. It's that number has dropped. So there's two ways to look at it. Mm -hmm. One, farmers are getting more efficient Mm -hmm. for the numbers. Plus, there's more career opportunities for a lot of people that may have just been predisposed towards. Well, that's all I have. But now because of economic Activities, but it's interesting because if you look at the last couple of years, there's a tracking that the numbers coming back up again. Okay. Mm-hmm. So some people are saying, "I want to seek that as a career." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they like the lifestyle, and they yeah. realize that they're saying, is you can do more with less," um, right. you know, if I grow my own food, I do those kinds of things. I may not need as big of a paycheck. Right.
1: So for Holiday mm-hmm. Memories Farm, how did you settle on the name? What what inspired you?
3: Again, it it goes back to memories. Um, I have a large family, so holidays were always a great source of um, getting the family together, sharing in customs, sharing in traditions. Um, You know, my fondest memories are with the cousins, the extended family, Mm -hmm. grandparents, etc. And we cut trees down. When we were younger, we would go to a do your, uh, cut your own tree farm. And it's a great vibe. I mean, it really is because it's just, (laughs) You know it seems like everybody's in a good frame of mind that's why a lot of people through the maryland christmas tree growers association in their 80s and their 90s they don't do a lot of the physical work but generally people are coming they're happy they want to create a special moment yeah. and so for us holiday memories it just fit it was like you bring your family whatever the definition of your family is mm-hmm. you come and you create that memory you walk the fields uh you know you select a tree you buy a pre-cut We've actually added. We offer blueberries that you can pick in the summer months. Say, wow.
2: Another holiday? Pick your blueberries on your birthday or something. Absolutely.
3: Like that. Cut flowers. Awesome. Um, you know, if you're a bride or groom or whatever right. you want, you could come pick flowers for your wedding. Excellent. Yeah. Very so cool. that that name kind of stuck with us, and we've been we like that name. We're very happy with that name.
1: That, that is awesome. great. That's awesome. oh. So um. Can you walk us through how you plan your products uh, for the holiday shopping season?
3: Okay, yes. First and foremost, this is our first season that we're actually gonna be open. And that's for a couple reasons. One, if you're dealing with Christmas trees, Christmas trees are not instant gratification as far as growing. It's not like if I grow up and plant tomatoes, I know that those tomato plants are coming up in 60 days. I can yield fruit or flowers. Christmas trees, you're looking at five to seven years or more, so it's a long-term investment in funds and in labor. So you have to be prepared to realize that it's gonna take a while and plan accordingly. So that's how we knew that we had the Christmas tree element, but then we said, well, what can we do that's a shorter term that still will have long-term yields, and that's where we brought the blueberries in. Mm -hmm. Because that's a two to three-year time frame so then we decided well flowers flowers produce things like that etc now the way that we do it is we use the push pull principle Uh, for those that aren't familiar with the push pull push pull principle push pull means if i grow something i push it to my clients Mm -hmm. i get my clients like maybe you've never tried some ethnic varieties of vegetables try this this is a recipe for it it's great you'll like it and that seems to work. Mm-hmm. But if you're not selling a specific product, then you have to go to the pull product. In other words, my client comes to me and says, you know something, Gary? I like blackberries. You've got blueberries. I like blackberries. So mm-hmm. now we have pick your Own blackberries also. Oh, wow. That's really because so
1: your customers told because my customers. Yeah, so we
3: listen. That. So you have to strike a balance. Now, the one thing about planning is you better make sure like for now, I've already made my contracts to buy Christmas tree mm-hmm. seedlings for the spring, um, blueberries for the spring, strawberries for the spring. Mm -hmm. I've got a hundred pounds of sunflower seeds already stored in my other seeds. Uh, The seed catalogs are out now. You better plan early because one, price increases, two, scarcity. And speaking of planning, I saw on your guys' website um,
2: that you have, you're in the CSA offering for the farm fresh eggs. So how do you, you know, predict or deal with something like that, when you've obviously got a set number of chickens and they're gonna lay a set number of eggs. Well,
3: that almost goes back to knowing what you're growing. Right. So you know that chickens, their egg laying is determined by the amount of sunlight. Oh, wow. Well, so from late November through mid-February, mm-hmm. it's a period where the days are shorter.
2: Right.
3: And they're not gonna lay as many eggs. Right. And it's not temperature decided. It's Mm -hmm. controlled by the amount of sunlight. Now, you can do factory farms, and that's not any kind of slander on a factory farm because they use artificial lighting. Mm -hmm. We don't. Our our chickens are basically free-range chickens, and what they produce is what we sell. So I know in those winter months, I have to step back on the amount of obligations I can fulfill Mm -hmm. for our egg land. And the fact that the older ones are getting older. They, they're past their, their uh, maturity for laying eggs. And uh, so I have to bring younger ones on and the younger ones. So if you go back and you look at our chickens now, we've got three generations. We've got wow. the new ones that are just coming online. Mm-hmm. We've got the ones that are starting to slow up. And then we've got the retirement village out there. Because, <laughs> uh, we treat, we've signed a pledge to treat our animals. We would do it anyway, but we've yeah. also agreed yeah. to treat our animals humanely. Yep. Um, our... Our chickens are registered with the Maryland Department of Agriculture. So when they reach a certain age, they get to enjoy retirement. Yeah.
0: So they get a pension and all that. They do. Yeah. It's corn. It's <laughs> leftover vegetables.
3: It's a, I do put heat in the coops in the so, wintertime so and fans yes. in the summertime. Your
2: pension is getting to keep living. Right. <laughs> yeah. In the animal world, that's a big problem yep. Exactly. yep. That's awesome. And that's, again, though, that's something... I, you know, did not know about that with uh, their egg
3: laying being dependent on the sun. So that's something
2: you'd only learn if you visit a
3: place like this. My my granddaughter, who goes to Central Elementary, actually did her science project on that. And she won Best in Show because she actually did an experiment where she had chickens that were under light in her germination room and then the ones that were just natural and looked at the egg yields on it. And wow. the ones that were under the light mm-hmm. laid more eggs. And it was great because she could show, she had her pictures and her boards and everything. Yeah. And she did an amazing job on it. It was just lots of fun, which tied back into the other reason we had this farm is for the children and the family. Right. So yep. that they can, a lot of kids don't even realize nowadays where their food's coming from. Right. right, right.
2: And it's it's just for the viewer, this was about a 20 minute drive from, you know, downtown annapolis and whole foods and uh just huge grocery stores so it kind of makes you make that link that's that's interesting
1: so um gary when do you i guess open up for the holiday shopping season and if i come by what what am i likely to see what what kind of products can i can i buy
3: okay we um to touch back this will really be our first season open right we didn't open last year because of covid Mm -hmm. um we probably could have opened but COVID restrictions, things like that, so, et cetera, we just, we felt that we would wait. Waiting a year was not gonna hurt the trees. They would have another year. It wasn't a perishable product, so to speak. So right. we, we waited. So this year, what we're doing, since it's our first year, we're gonna have trees, we have trees in the field, plus we're gonna bring some pre-cuts in. Oh, cool. I want to take this in baby steps. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that the determined success is better to start out and take smaller steps, figure out what worked what didn't work, mm-hmm. and build on that to the next year. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that right now, then we'll be, we are gonna have some Christmas crafts. Okay. Um, so those will be available here. Um, and we hope to add in the future, um, we're gonna uh, sell some firewood, which we harvest off our farm. We also hope to add wreaths, things like that, etc. But for this first year, it's gonna focus mainly on the trees excellent
1: and and when when is your first we're gonna day to open
3: the, the first Saturday after Thanksgiving we'll be open Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 5. Um, if people come at 5 obviously we'll you know we'll be open for you but it starts to get dark and we want to make sure that you can see trees better yeah yep. so um, and, you know, moving around in a field when it gets dark, you know, there are things, there's inherent risks on a farm, Right. holes in and the you're ground. you a saw, right? So, right. right. Sure. Well, we'll help, too. Okay. Yeah. And the one thing we do offer, too, we have a four-passenger gator. So if oh, you do okay. bring someone in, be it somebody with a disability or a senior that may have some mobility mm-hmm. issues, and they would like to go out in the field with the yeah. family, be in a picture we'll be happy to take them out. That's great. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So. Just, just a quick quote you're a very busy man you've been you're, you're, you're manning the farm and everything. What is your personal um plan for the holiday season like what's your what's your shopping what's your because your your, your father your grandpa everything so right. how do you get away from
3: here and get to your own shopping delegation <laughs> simple. <laughs> simple delegation you know um you have, there's a certain thing called span control, and you have to understand in the span of control what you can do well, what you can't do well. <laughs> so you, if you can delegate it to those folks that do better, yep. then I'm more than happy to do that. And my family knows as far as personal shopping that I'm happy to buy them things that they truly want, truly need. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more than happy I can cook if they would like certain meals. I'm more mm-hmm. than happy to do that. Or if it's that, uh, we put a Christmas party on for our family and the immediate children. Mm-hmm. So we have Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus come to visit. They get pulled oh, up my. in the old carriage. Oh, um, wow. We also will, um, you know, they bring some friends, with, like the local firefighters, friends, things like that, et cetera. And we give them stockings and things like that. And to be honest, that gives me the greatest joy. Yeah, I that's mean, great. I, that's great. you know, that to me is the true feeling of the holiday spirit whatever your holiday is whatever you want to call it it's it's all about the meaning of it the selfless acts that's awesome you're saying
2: experiences and memories that's absolutely perfect
1: so there's a part of our podcast every every episode of our podcast actually where it's sort of the top five so we get to shoot you questions about what your top five um favorite or preferences or things like that or pieces of advice so i guess i'm going to start off and You said that you grew up in Southern Maryland?
3: I'm a a native Washingtonian. Washingtonian. I'm a Washingtonian, but I spent summers.
1: Why here? Why why Anne Arundel County? What are your top five things about Anne Arundel County that made you buy a farm here and and start your business here?
3: Okay, location. Okay. Okay. Anne Arundel County, and this is a plug for Anne Arundel County. Anne Arundel County, if you look at where it's located, um, half an hour to D.C., half an hour to Baltimore. You're close to a major airport if you look at the census report and you go to quick stats and you look at all the things that are going to make a business successful animal county checks off those boxes Mm -hmm. you check off income education job opportunities all those things we have the beauty of our county is we're a two-hatter we have urban slash suburban and we also have the rural legacy which is south county so if you're someone who wants to embrace both of those worlds, it's here at your fingertips, as you stated, you're 20 minutes from downtown Annapolis. So that's probably number one. Number two would be, I, I love Southern Anne County. So I love the way that they preserve the farms. Mm-hmm. The people are amazing. It's a diverse community. It's a legacy community. So you have these folks from various backgrounds that have been here from generations, be the watermen, be they farmers, be they people who worked on farms, there's a very diverse population here. So we appeal to a lot of that. I enjoy that, Uh, you know, coming from a city, I -hmm. like the diversity of our county. Um, I love the bay and where else can you walk out, you've got this beautiful farm, and then I walk five minutes down the road and I can take advantage of the bay and the seafood and all those those things and I think our education system is very very good having children that have been through the Anne Arundel County public school system and grandchildren now in the system I'm a firm believer in it and I think that do you come to our county you'll be very happy with your life.
1: Well you Mm -hmm. should be on a billboard for the county. (laughs) (laughs) You really should. (laughs) Those
3: are great answers. I guess
2: for my top five uh you could add more or less but uh Aside from location, 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 um, what are some of your top tips for, you know, prospective business owners or farmers who might wanna, you know, start um, growing a certain product or selling a certain product?
3: Well, this kind of is a broad answer and it kind of falls for entrepreneurship in general. Mm -hmm. Number one, don't be discouraged. Yep. Okay, because you're gonna have the naysayers and they're gonna say, you know, take the comfortable road, take the middle of the lane road, Um, You know, get the job where you go home and it doesn't follow you home. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna be an entrepreneur, first of all, that 40 hour work week's nothing but a myth. It's, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's true. uh, Because what's gonna happen is, you're gonna be there when people don't show up. You're gonna be the one that's gotta meet the deadlines. You're going to be the one that you're going to reap the rewards, but you're also reaping the risks, right? So that you have to have that understanding and there's going to be people, they're going to be your family members and they're going to tell you, you're crazy to do that, but you're, you're born an entrepreneur or you're not. And you have to be somewhat of a risk taker. You have to be willing to take that risk. Uh, Some people aren't cut up for it and that's not to say that they're right or wrong. It's just, it's different. Baskin and Robbins used to have 31 flavors. Do they still have it? Well, so that means there's different kinds of folks yeah. and everybody's got to do what, what's, what's right for them. Right. The big thing is you better do your homework. Yep. Well, No matter what kind of entrepreneur you're going to be. And when you do that homework, you better reach out and find out, one, what you're doing is, is there a desire for that? Is mm-hmm. there a market for that? Mm-hmm. So now that you've identified the product, be it agriculture, be it IT, whatever it's going to be. You better know you've got something to sell. The worst thing to do is show up at the market nobody's buying. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you've got to be the uh, the one thing that you better realize you better not underestimate what it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. A lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of farmers, myself included, you have these budgets and you think that's what it's going to be, and you realize that's not the reality of it. Yeah. Prices go up, labor go up, yep. uh, rentals go up, so that I would definitely keep. Yeah. The, the one thing that a lot of people are afraid of is the government, <laughs> okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, having walked in that world for a long time, the government is an amazing resource for a lot of, and run the law office economic development were big help. They were very helpful to me. Um, You know, there's grants available. If you're gonna be in the farming world, you better realize that there's grants, there's low cost loans, Mm -hmm. there's cost share, there's all those kinds of things. They can get you to that level of sustainability. Mm -hmm. You can't just keep writing checks. Mm -hmm. You have to find those Resources, and I'm sure for other businesses, there's other incubator loans, things like that, etc. So, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to walk up, knock on doors. I went to um planting and zoning. I went to soil conservation. When we bought this, when I was going to buy this farm, and I'm like, I need to know what I can do. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not opening a convenience store up. I knew that wasn't going to happen, but. Can I sell what I grow? I can sell what we grow or business products related to it. Now I can't start selling farm machinery out of our store, and I get that, you know, I knew that coming in. But there's things that we're trying to do also to help the small farmers through agritourism, things like that, to make these things more sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would tell you, reach out to your government partners, um, be it MDA, be it Animal Office of Economic Development, nrcs usda uh, minority disadvantaged veterans loans whatever Mm -hmm. you can do to help you get it across the they all exist for a reason right and and there's (laughs) there and they are there because they realize that we need a lot of folks need a helping hand Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah now you were talking about selling products Uh, my top five goes with what are your top five selling products um, for this season
3: well, hopefully Christmas trees. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas trees and Christmas trees. Yep. Um, mainly we're going to be focused on the Christmas trees. Okay. Um, I do have some stuff that like, I do sometimes. I grow kale. So I'll open up the kale patch for people to come Ooh, and cut their own kale. I love kale, kale
2: chips. I, yeah. I, I We've made them. No, they're, they're
3: good. Yeah, come on down Wednesday. We're going to Very do a cool. split uh, uh, seriously. Um, that's what I've done. Again, And then, like last year the year before, last year, I had so much kale and I didn't sell it. So basically i put out blast email that through the local elementary school that we've got tons of kale you want kale just bring your bag and we put it out on our farm part it was free no charge just as a give back to the community right wow that's that's awesome awesome. but those are really our two big products you know the pre-cut and our cut your own trees this year again i'm i'm trying to enter the market and i will caution folks uh, from what i'm reading the market reports Trees are going to go fast. That's just mm. a reality, folks. That's not a scare tactic or anything like that. Um, last year, most of the trees, I think they were sold out by literally the first to second week in December from talking to my counterparts. I mean, Interesting. I know I talked to a gentleman who had a lot up in Annapolis and literally they sold like 3,000 trees in three weeks. Wow. I had people calling yeah. me and I said, I'm sorry, we you know, just don't have it.
0: Wow. wow.
2: So what, when looking at the field, um, I obviously saw there, you have trees at all stages of development, yes. so to speak. Do you have a, uh, a, a set number of you know, what sold out would be this year?
3: No, I'm going to have to judge it by just doing field exercises. Yeah. I'm going to have to walk out and see. I'm going to have some limitations. I don't want them cutting down all the smaller the trees. Right. 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 And I'm going I'm to have some pre-cuts. If somebody wants a pre-cut, you know, especially a table topper, I would ask you buy from the pre cuts, right? Because that way gives the other ones a chance to grow. And see, the other thing with our trees, we also grow milkweed in our field. So it might look like they might say, oh, my God, it doesn't look like a golf course out here. It's done for a reason, because we also use the milkweed for the monarch butterflies Uh, Mm, and the monarch butterflies ties back into our uh, environmental sustainability policy because they are threatened. They're a great pollinator. And we actually had a day where folks could come out and just take pictures of the monarchs this past That's season. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's and they're great. Trying. Very
0: cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, th- this, was, this was awesome. Yeah. This was awesome. I think
2: um, before we sign off, uh, two things to do. One is to do a little celebratory kick off to the holidays Uh, with this this great sweater. Obviously, Grayson wore his hat for the occasion. (laughs) We're all in the holiday spirit. That's right. And Gary, if you could just tell us um, one more time where to find
3: information if folks wanna come out and see you. You Sure, you can always Google Holiday Memories Farm. We have um, to find our website through that. Or if you wanna follow our Facebook page, it's just Holiday Farms West River, Maryland. Great. Great. And I I tend to post more things on the Facebook page. My daughter, she, works with the uh, web page, but uh, just check out our Facebook page. We also put, we put some neat pictures, like just different events, things like that. A lot of times, for instance, like we have about 600 garlic and onion sets grown in one of our high tunnels. So come come spring or early summer, we'll have fresh garlic, fresh Mm -hmm. onions and things like that. So that's one of the things we do to overwinter. Cool.
1: So if you're a cook, come out. Cause you'll have some great onions and garlic. So, Gary Palmer, thank you so much You're very for welcome. Well, thank being you for on our visiting. podcast. You're yeah, very for welcome. Having. Thank you for visiting
3: this is, our this farm. Is,
1: this is a lovely farm, and obviously this whole setup puts us in the Christmas spirit, the holiday spirit. So for those of you who, who follow us, you can find this podcast and past episodes on our social media channels and our website, arundlebiz.org. Until then, until next episode, have a great day. Thanks for joining us.